The following program is sponsored by Linda's Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Linda's Construction. One call, one contractor. Linda's Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of our Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by our good friends at Lindus Construction. I'll spell it from the top, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus is on the horn this morning. Good morning, Andy. We're in the uh, Cambria Gallery this morning. I heard that. I heard that. I am uh, I am in beautiful Baldwin, Wisconsin at my office right now. Uh, did not want to brave trying to park in downtown Minneapolis today. <laughs> is it snowing there like it is here? It is. It is. Well, looks kind of nice, as a matter of fact. It does, it does. Well, uh, glad you're with us. We have, uh, Andy, for the rest of the hour here, if you have any kind of a home improvement question that uh, you want to send to Andy, you can call it in or you can send a text as usual. Let me give you the phone numbers. We've cleared the lines from our garden show, so you can uh, call Andy now, 651-989-9226, or send us a text, 8187-81807. So what have the good crews at Linda's been up to this past week in this uh, fresh weather? <laughs> this fresh weather. <laughs> you know, we've been able to do a little bit of everything. we got a couple of interior projects that we're, we've been wrapping up, one that we're going to have a pretty awesome blog on next week, uh, pretty radical transformation of a great room, the ceiling. We added another wall of windows. It uh, really turned out very, very nice. Of course, uh, lots of insulation. We've had more insulation and frost-up calls this winter than uh, than any other winter that I can remember, and uh, the amount of opportunities or got, the times that my guys are on jobs looking at that is has increased greatly. I don't know if it's because of the cold weather mm-hmm. or people are just more aware of it, but uh, yeah, we're getting a, a lot of insulation calls. But ciders are out there, window guys are out there. Um, Jake and Jim, one of my window crews, sent me some awesome pictures of a really dark stained Marvin job that we're doing. And, and I mean, it's almost black. And I was really worried how well it was going to turn out, what that would look like in, in the house. And it actually it looks really sharp. I'm, uh, I'm sure once we show more customers what these, uh, these infinity windows look like, dark stained like that, we're going to have more and more people choose them. Tell us about that remodeling project you had just mentioned a bit ago. Well, it's, it's it's this rough sawn wood that we put in the ceiling, and it was it was just you know a normal popcorn ceiling before, and there wasn't a skylight in there. We added a skylight. There was no windows along the peak of that ceiling, so this is a vaulted ceiling great room, and we cut in triangle windows in that wall. So the before and after pictures are pretty dramatic. Hmm. What is the process if someone uh, calls Linda's months in advance, of course? saying, uh, let's, let's use a kitchen remodel. What's the process? What's the first step? Uh, who do you send over to that person's house? Well, the, the very first person that's going to come out is going to be one of our design build people, like uh, old Eric Kuby, who's been on and filled in for me a couple of times on the radio show. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out, assess the actual project, and then he's going to get the right designers involved from there. So we have an interior design person that we work with that will come out and help pick out 
colors, textures, fixtures, things like that. And then Eric works with another guy in our office, Joel, who is going to walk that person through all of the projects, all the all of the things that you have to pick out. When now, when you're talking about a kitchen remodel, you gotta you gotta pick out, you know, flooring, cabinets, mm-hmm. type of uh, countertops are gonna go in. Uh, sometimes it can be a three-week process just picking out the, the faucets with people. You know, there's a lot of choices out there, and it's our job to try to narrow those choices and and make that an easier process. And once that's all done, then we're gonna we're gonna come in and and with with a plan and say this is what crew is gonna be here this day. This is what crew is gonna be here this day. And hopefully, if everything goes well, this will be the day that we that we finish up and do the final cleanup. So keep those lines of communication open for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you want to call in your question or text Andy eight one eight zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Andy Mark is calling in from White Bear Lake with a question. Go ahead, Mark. Andy's listening. Yes, I have a nineteen sixties Rambler, um, and in the two bedrooms on the main level where the ceilings meet the um, walls, there's black mold forming or mold. some kind of mold. Hmm. And it's just little pieces, and I don't know if it's from the moisture in the shower that's in the hallway. Not sure what what's causing this. Can you, can you look up into the attic in that area? No, because I have a hipped roof. But I've I've been up there in the last five years and put some insulation up there, and I don't know if that caused it. There's still enough airflow in there, um, so I don't know if I caused it because it's never we've been in the house 25 years, and it's just in the last three years that this is happening. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, sounds like there's there's just probably a condensation issue somewhere. Some some warm air is escaping. I would I'd be willing to bet that if we were to get up in your attic and look, we, we on a on a cold day we would find frost somewhere, and then when it gets warm, that's when you know it's that's the the source of moisture for the mold to form. I would want to take a look at that, and you know it can be um, you know something loose on the roof or a flashing on the roof that that has broken loose and you're getting water coming in there. Can, I've seen that before. But more often than not, we're talking about an insulation and ventilation issue here. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, the call, 651-989-9226. I was checking out a uh, text that just came in. Uh, speaking of snow, texter says, uh, what depth or PSI of snow is acceptable for code in Minnesota? Texter says, I have a two 212 slope. Metal roof just north of the metro. Entire 2,500 square feet sloped down to the north of the berm home. So do you have any idea what, what code is as far as uh, uh, PSI for a, that kind of a roof? Uh, well, you know, I can search here real quick and find that on, on the break. I would be, it's really, really, really rare, like one time in my life where I've seen rafters broken because of snow load. And it was more to do with the design of the roof than the actual snow load, I, I think, anyways. Well, I know it was it was a poorly designed roof. There was just way too much snow dumping in one spot. He had heat escape. There was an ice dam that formed up there. It, on a normal roof without an ice dam, I, it'd be, I, it shouldn't be something that you worry about. The codes are so stringent in our area that you just don't, you don't see that being a worry, especially with the metal roof. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, 212 pitch, it's going to be hard for that snow to come off the roof. But with a metal roof, usually that, that snow works its way off pretty quickly. As you mentioned in previous shows, too, Andy, that as far as the snow depth on on a roof, roofs in this 
part of what we lovingly call CCO land is really not an issue. I don't think you, you, you've said you haven't seen really any problems as far as that goes around here. No, no. It's the ice dams that, yeah. that, that cause most of the problems. The, the amount of weight from the snow isn't, hasn't been a worry. Now, was it, uh, I don't know, a few years ago when we had that giant blizzard in December? Yes. There, you know, I mean, there was, what, 20 inches or something dumped in a day, and then it just kept getting, seemed like we got more and more snow as as the year went on. Like, uh, I mean, that's as shut down as we've been at Linus Instruction being able to do anything uh, in, in our history, and we never had a call about any of any of those roofs, rafter problems or roofs caving in or, or anything like that. We had lots of ice dam calls. Uh, we bought four steamers that year hmm. because of the amount of people calling us with ice dam issues and leaking issues and things of that nature. But we weren't out there shoveling snow because we were worried uh, that the roofs were going to cave in. Because of the weight, yeah. Hang on, Andy. We're going to take a break. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. And the text number is 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to our live broadcast here in the Cambria Gallery, our home improvement show from this beautiful place, street level, 7th Street and Second Avenue. Andy Lindis is on the horn this morning with us uh, during this home improvement show, as always, every week. Thanks to Lindis Construction. Help us out and help you out. 651-989-9226. There's a line open if you want to send us your home improvement question via phone. Otherwise, send a text, 81807. Got a bunch of text messages, too. But I'll tell you what, Andy, let's uh, let's get back to the phones. Reen is calling from Plymouth with a question. Reen, thanks for waiting. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have a question regarding a um, skylight in a bathroom, and I noticed that there's like a watermark, and now some of the the um, actual ceiling is starting to peel. Mm. Can you tell me what needs to be done? Is, uh, in this skylight, do you have like a is there a chase, or is it right on the ceiling? I'm sorry. Say that again. Is there a chase, or is it right on the ceiling? Like, a, is there a tunnel leading up to the skylight, or is yeah. it like on a? Yeah. So there is like a, a there is a tunnel. There is a chase. Yes, there is a. And tunnel. it's and it's just in the bathroom. Yes. Okay. Any other skylights in the house? Yes, but I have no other issues with them. Hmm. Okay. More than likely, do you have a bath fan in this bathroom? Yes. Okay. You need to be diligent about running that bath fan when. Right. When you're running it, when any time a shower is going on in there, you're getting condensation going up. You know that warm air is all rising, and it's moist air that's going up to that that skylight, and it's condensating there, and it's creating a moisture problem. Um, that's a tough spot, and but if you're diligent about running your bath fan, that can hold off on that. I would look at at you know maybe a more of a protected wood chase that you don't have to worry about peeling paint on, something that you're going to stain in poly, more poly than you would uh, than you would put on a poly, by poly I mean clear coat, than you would in a normal area just to protect that. And, and hopefully you don't have that issue again. But that is always going to be a tough spot because of the amount of warm air going up to that skylight. All right, very good. 651-989-9226. Uh, Andy, let's talk a little bit about uh, those bath bathroom fans. You know, you and I have talked about 
In fact, I think your guys put in one in one of our bathrooms. It's very quiet. Is it as powerful or more powerful, however? It is. Okay. It is. It's, 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 uh, you know, they make different uh, fans for different applications, and you can definitely up the power on those fans. But, yeah, the Panasonic Whisper fan, not only is it uh, as quiet as a bath fan gets, especially when you first put them in. Now, once, uh, if you don't clean them on a regular basis and do the regular maintenance, they can get dusty and they'll get louder over time. But, uh, like, I know, I noticed mine was getting louder, and especially after I remodeled my, my main floor, mm-hmm. all that dust that was floating around, when I took it apart and cleaned everything, uh, it uh, went back to being uh, the awesome, quiet fan that it is. And I do make sure that I run my bath fan, uh, that bath fan gets run as, as much as possible when the showers are going. How often, given you know, remodeling or any kind of other dusty work, how often should that fan be cleaned? You know, every couple of years, it's oh, not okay. something that it has to be done annually. You know, it all depends on, you know, how much dust is floating around in, in, in your house. If you notice you have to dust on a on a pretty regular basis, you know, my house, I don't I, I don't get a lot of dust flying around. I'm out in the country. There's not a lot of cars that drive by my house or anything like that. Uh, so I, I don't have to deal with that very often. But every every couple of years, I would, I would definitely uh, do it. And you're talking about a, a 10-minute chore. The text number, by the way, if that's easier for you, 81807. Here's a text, Andy. It says a, a friend is complaining about cold air in a bedroom. She has a ceiling vent for the air coming into the room. Is it possible the ducting, the ductwork is not insulated? That's the question. Okay. Uh, possible, yes. If, uh, you know, I I see that every now and then in an attic or what I what I saw the other day was, the, the soffit got blown in and, and at one point and it blew a lot of the insulation off to one side, exposing some of the ductwork, and, and that was making for cooler air. But uh, So they're saying that the cool air is coming from the where the heat would come from? It just says complaining about cold air in the bedroom. It doesn't say where it's coming from. But they're talking so, is the possibility of the ceiling vent. Is not. Yeah, more often than not, when I when I find a cold room, it's something other than the duct worked. Mm. You know, if you got cold air coming in, you got air air infiltration somewhere. If one room is particularly cold, now sometimes the HVAC system is set up wrong, or they got vents closed off, or so. Sometimes it's a really easy fix, but usually if it's one cold room, they they have they have insulation issues or something somewhere. If you have a home improvement so I, question for Andy, go ahead, Andy. I, I did get a call this week from from a guy asking about the flash and bat method of of insulating and and talking to my insulators is becoming a, a I don't want to say a popular thing but more people are asking about it. What it is is this guy was putting on an addition in his house and for the wall insulation they do a skim coat on the sheathing of of spray foam, closed cell spray foam. And this particular insulator said he was only putting down a half an inch. The two insulators that I talked to say putting down a half an inch of spray foam is, is next to impossible. It's probably closer to an inch. And when you read uh, read about the, the flash and bat methods done the proper way, it should be closer to two inches. Mm-hmm. And then they, they put a fiberglass, six-inch fiberglass bat over the top of that in order to get to the proper R value. The problem with this, and the inspector of this house raised this question, he goes, I'm worried about moisture getting trapped in here. 
And my insulators definitely worry about that too, especially if they're going to use a normal 4 mil poly. When, when my insulators do a project like this, they use something called membrane. Um, it's a, it's a, that's a brand name of it's a smart vapor retarder by CertainTeed that actually lets the, the, the vapor escape. So if you've got any warm air getting to a cold surface inside that wall and creating condensation, it's going to be able to escape. He says that you probably don't need it, need it, but just to be on the safe side when mold is an issue and for how much extra this costs, it's definitely worth doing. But, you know, I, I would really, really worry if you're talking to somebody about doing this and they're saying they're putting down a half inch of spray foam, I would, uh, would want to make sure because if they put down much more than that, you're talking about vapor barriers on both sides and you can, you can definitely create some issues. Okay. Tell you what, Andy, we've got another half hour of the show to go. Let's take a break here and come, uh, come right back. If you have a home improvement question, you can call it in or text it in. The phone number is 651-989-9226. Send a text if that's easier, 81807. 14 degrees with uh, light snow in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. This day we're broadcasting live downstairs at the Cambria Gallery, street level, 7th Street and 2nd Avenue, if you're uh, heading by this way. Andy Lindis is on the horn this morning with us. Andy, we, as usual, have callers and we have texters. I see one line is open if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226. Let's get back to those phones. Who's been waiting? Uh, Dave is calling from Fridley with a question. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, guys. Uh, I listen to you all the time. Um the what's the difference between the, the green sheet rock that you're supposed to put in around the bathtub versus the hardboard? Is there pros and cons, or are they both the same? What do you mean by hardboard? Uh, well, you've got that uh, hardboard you put down on the floor for new tile, and uh, I'm, I'm replacing new, the tile that's been there for 40 years, okay? And when I took off the old... Um, uh, sheetrock around the tub there was about three feet of hardboard just above the tub and then it met the sheetrock and um, my question is should I put the hardboard back up around the tub or just use the the, the, the sheetrock that you're supposed to use for around the tub well then if you're talking about the the hardy board like the from James Hardy they they make one for bathrooms. You can use that. Otherwise, I would use the sheetrock design for bathroom use. Okay, that should answer the question. If if, if that's what he's meaning by hardboard, Denny. What what what, what 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 what's the backer board for for tile? What 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 would you use? What does Linda's use for? We use the James Hardy board. Oh, you do. Okay. Yep. All right. Very good, Dave. There's your suggestions. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. We're going to get back to that, but Jenna is on the road with a question for you. Jenna, Andy's listening. Hi, good morning, guys. Um, we have a nineteen eighties Rambler, and we have a walkout basement. And uh, this past summer, we discovered some moisture had gotten into our basement, and we think we've uh, fixed the moisture problem. We had to install gutters, redo our landscaping, slope dirt away from the house. Um, and we had to repair a little bit of um, drywall. Um, but anyways, in our basement bedroom, um, it's currently not used um, yet, but as our kids get older, we eventually want to uh, move one of them downstairs, 
And we're wondering what is the best flooring option um, for a, a basement bedroom here in Minnesota. We're thinking like vinyl planking. Is that something that um, should be water resistant? What are your thoughts? Oh, it, it definitely. If you you have a moisture issue um, that you've had there, if it's fixed, I would say any type of flooring in a basement is fine. Is this a heated floor by chance? Um, unfortunately not. We wish it would be, but um, <laughs> unfortunately not. Well, there, there's matting systems you can put down. There's there's a when it, when it comes to flooring, there's so many different options. Um, you know, you'd be fine with hardwood down there if you wanted. If you've got the moisture problem, be an issue. But if this is an ongoing issue, I you know, and you've been, you, you sounds like you fixed it. But I may, might wait another season before I really put a lot of money into it. And the reason I say this is, I've been out to plenty of projects where people said, "I thought I had my moisture issue fixed, so we remodeled the basement, and now." I got five thousand dollars worth of damage down there, and I got to replace all of the new carpet that I just put in there. So, but if that's an issue, I would I would look for some type of material that you can you can have in moisture. Um, there's epoxy flooring that you can look at putting in your basement that 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 you know they make that. Uh, you know, they get mad at me. The epoxy floor guys. Well, you know, I call them the epoxy floor guys. Get mad at me when I say epoxy because technically they're not using epoxy anymore, but some other chemical that I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. But you head. had your basement but, done with a similar product, right? I did, and, yeah. and that stuff is bulletproof. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't have moisture problems in my basement, but I do have a basement heated floor, so I didn't want to put a lot on top of it. So I have ceramic tile on one part of my floor, and then we have the epoxy uh, on the other, and. And we seem to like that, but in my son's bedroom downstairs, we have carpet, and that uh, is, is, you know, that's eight years old now, and it looks like the day it was put in. So it, uh, it it's lasted long, and I don't have any moisture issues. But when we do basement remodels, it's definitely something that we're going to talk about. And if it's a basement that has a lot of moisture issues, we're going to get people like Jesse Treble involved from safebasements.com, come in, look at putting in a sub pump or any type of drainage things, but... And, and Jesse will tell you, more often than not, basement moisture issues can be solved doing exactly what this customer said she did. We're sloping sand or sloping dirt away from the house, doing some things with the landscaping, guttering. All of that gets that water away from the house. So if it truly is a drainage problem, why water's coming into your basement, that that is easily taken care of. But if, if water's coming up from the floor, that's something else you're going to have to address. But there's vinyl planking. There's a lot of different... Uh, types of planking you can put in in that basement, and and be honest with you, those those materials have come a long they really long have ways a lot of good choices. Ten years. a lot of good choices. All right, very good. So good luck with that many project. Choices. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go back to the te- by the way, uh, text message number eight one eight zero seven. Here's one, uh, Andy. The uh, top side edge of my entrance door binds when shutting. Is there a way to adjust it? Um, usually on those, yes, more often than not, the front doors have some type of adjustable hinges and you should be able to adjust that. Sometimes it's as easy as, you know, I was at a a project and it's, you know, it's a long time customer. We haven't done anything with the door, but their, their door has been, been warping. And for an easy fix, we're able to put some longer screws into the hinge because the hinge was coming loose. And, and we're able to hold it there, but it's a temporary thing at best. That's going to have to be replaced here sooner than later. But 
most like if it was a door that we've installed in the last 10 years it would have an adjustable hinge so find out the brand of the door if you're having a hard time with it you can always take some pictures of the hinge and the door send them to us my email is andy at lindisco.com or just go on lindisconstruction.com there's a form there you can fill out and you can send pictures to us that way and we'll go from there and take a look and give you the best advice we can very good if you have a home improvement question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. I do see a line open if you want to fill it. A texter says this, Andy, we have a deck made of Trex material. Can we replace just two planks that got stained? And I've tried everything to get it clean, including bleach, which damaged it. So can they just rep- uh, replace a couple of planks? Yeah. yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, if that deck is faded at all? It might be noticeable. Oh yeah, but uh, you know it's probably less noticeable than the bleach stain. But we don't deal with a lot of treks. We're uh, we're installing more and more Zuri, and the cool part about Zuri is the actual pricing has gotten much more competitive. Over has the last it? Year. Yeah. Well, Zuri took the training wheels off, and what <laughs> I mean by that is the, you know they were testing the market, and they were they weren't manu the manufacturing wasn't there wasn't a lot of it. So of course it was it was it was pretty expensive and now that they've gotten this process down and they've got it in more places uh that are supplying it uh, the price has come down. Um it's still one of your more expensive decks like like any of the composite decks out there, but it's definitely much more competitive with the Trex and our Azek material that we have here. And, and, and you have the two we, decking we, that we use is Azek which combined with TimberTech a couple of years ago and, and Zuri, but 80% of the decks we have to install right now is the Zuri product. That's such a great product. You put that in at your home, your personal home. And yeah. You, you, you don't know, have to do it anything drawbacks. to drawbacks. You know, it, just like anything, you know, it, it could, it, I think the Zuri decking shows dirt maybe a little bit more than, than some of the other deckings. But you don't have to stain it. <laughs> you never have to stain it. You never have to do anything. Like, like seriously, I have uh, 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 one of them. Swiffer steamers, yeah, and I, I just I just plug that into my deck and go on my deck and and do that and and of course usually right after we get the deck clean is when my three dogs get into a mud pile and start running all over all over the place and I got muddy uh, dog prints everywhere but and the Zuri decking tends to be a little bit more slippery than uh, the yeah. Azek or the the TimberTech material but I'm telling you nothing beats the look or the durability of this deck. I mean it is darn near bulletproof. It is really hard to scratch, go. Well, you've got big dogs too at home, don't you? Yeah, one's a one's a 140 pound Great Dane and then two other uh uh black and a yellow lab. So they uh they do some damage and the amount of furniture we have on our deck and the kids and everybody. I mean, we we use that deck and we beat it up bad and it looks like the day it was installed. I know, we're gonna, I know we're going to. I know we're going to get people to ask to spell it uh, Zuri. That material Z U R I, right, Andy? Z U R I. Yes, sir. Zuri. All right. Let's go back to the text screen eight one eight zero seven. Texter says this: I have a totally unfinished basement. Do you have a website to view finished basements to get ideas? We live in Waconia. Uh, Lindis has a great website, and you you can do all sorts of things uh, on that website, whether it's roofing or you know type of siding, can't you? Yeah, we have a, a lot of different projects that we have on our website. If you go to lindisconstruction.com, go to the menu, click on our project, we have specific projects that that we have on there. I know I know there's a basement remodel on there. I think you're going to have to go pretty far, but we have 
Well, I'm just on right now. Mary's Dayton, Minnesota Kitchen Bathroom Remodel Rada Project. Scott and Brenda's Luck, Wisconsin Gross Project, or Shouse, if you want to call it. That's the, the shed host that we did. Ray's uh, Season Guard Window Project. Terry and Christine's uh, Minnesota Three Season Porch Product. There's some decking projects. I know we have a basement project in here, but if you really want to sit down and go over those ideas, just just have Eric come out, take a look at your basement, and give you a, give you a free estimate and give you as many ideas as we can. Now's the time to do it too during during yes, the winter sir. months. Absolutely, Andy. Hang on, we're going to take a break here. We have to take care of some business, but uh, we'll be bright, uh, broadcasting back here at the Cambria Gallery, Seventh and Second here in downtown Minneapolis. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Good morning. We're broadcasting our home. Improvement Show from the Cambria Gallery in downtown Minneapolis, 7th and 2nd. And uh, tell you, Andy Lindis, we have uh, text, a bunch of text messages. Let's see if we can't feel these and help some folks out. Here is one. My wife and I moved from Indiana, bought a house north of town here. It has a full unfinished basement, and the foundation has exposed insulation on both sides, which is new to us. My question is, what product would you recommend to cover the insulation on the outside, and how do you go about putting drywall over it in the basement? The previous owner screwed some drywall directly to the insulation, which seems wrong. Well, I, mean, I don't understand what they mean by screwing it to the insulation. Right. I mean, insulation, even spray foam, isn't going to hold very good. I'm guessing it's screwed to the studs. Maybe the insulation is covering. Are they talking about just the rim that's being being insulated there? I it's rather incomplete where... here. Yeah, I, I I understand your question, but I would assume that's what it is. They're, they've uh, the drywall was screwed into the studs uh, yeah, over the insulation. Which should be fine, but it, now is the now is the time to get a home performance test. And let yes. me explain why. Poorly insulated or uninsulated rims lead to a lot of air leakage in house. And the foundation of the house is is, is overlooked. So a lot of times when we're doing um, siding projects and we're talking about the foundation wrap that we put on, we have this fiberglass wrap that we can put along the the base of the house, and it makes a big difference in in air infiltration in the home. So, but but when we do home performance tests, like you remember when we were at your house, one of the places I wanted to look was the basement. And when we we hooked that blower door up, and it's amazing how much air can come in those areas. It's, uh, we go down with that with our smoke stick, and it uh, it can tell us a lot. So before you cover that up, I would at least get it get it taken out. More than likely, it's just fiberglass that's stuffed in there, and that's probably not doing much of anything. Yeah, you're right. Like uh, when when we remodeled my house, the first thing I did told the spray formers, I'm like. Um, I don't have all of my rim exposed, but in this one area, this one room, my, my laundry room slash mechanical room in the basement, which is always pretty cold, I, uh, I, uh, I sent the spray foamers down there, and we spray foamed all of that, and I can't believe the difference it made in those rooms. So I would, uh, I would at least look at that and talk uh, about getting a home energy audit, a home performance test. Uh, uh, some people call it a heat map. I don't know why they call it a heat map, but it is. Uh, something like that where somebody's going to come out and test all aspects, where it's infrared imaging and blower door are the two things you want to make sure happens. And about what's the cost of that uh, blower door test, roughly? 
Well, sometimes it's free, eh, all the way up to two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. You know, with us, if if we come out and do all of our diagnostic work, and sometimes we don't even have to get the blower door. The smoke stick is going to tell us a lot. The infrared imaging is going to tell us a lot. We're not going to charge for it if we're going to do all the insulating. All right. Another text, Andy says uh, they have imperfections and discoloration in a small area of uh, of a large area popcorn ceiling. Oh boy. Uh, it's a small area repair. Is is that possible, just to repair a small area of that popcorn ceiling to match that 30-year-old ceiling? I think I know what you're going to say. Um, you know, stuff has come a long ways. You could patch that area and then paint the entire ceiling. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really your only option. If it were me, I'd, I'd remove the entire popcorn ceiling and then put something up that isn't popcorn, just a regular knockdown or just you know, a different type of texture. Not a fun job, however. <laughs> no, but if you do the right prep work yeah. and you're patient enough with your spray bottle to get it wet, then it makes it easier. If you go in there and just start scraping and you don't put down poly on the whole floor, and yeah, it can be a... It's a pain in the butt. It's, it's not a fun a, it's, job. It's at a all. mess anyway. Yeah. It is. And le- yeah. then you then you better hope that your sheetrock is in good shape. Correct. And it it's not. Let's let's be honest. More there's a reason why they put texture down right. the ceiling. They it's it wasn't it wasn't a finished tape job underneath that. Right. Put it that way. There's all gonna right. be there's gonna be some things you have to do and if you run a scraper like I do, you're probably gonna damage the paper on the ceiling anyway, so <laughs> it uh you're gonna be doing something else to that ceiling besides just painting it. All right, another text Andy says, Is it really necessary to clean your ductwork or have it cleaned when you have a good furnace filter? Now you've had your ductwork cleaned, have you not? Yes. And it depends would be the the, the right answer here. But for what it costs I think it's something you should be you should have done every couple three years. Now, if you notice that your filter just never has to be changed, or never looks dirty, then you probably don't have an issue. But there's still spots in that ductwork that dust and stuff can accumulate, and allergens can can accumulate whether or not the filter's catching it. You know, any time that stuff that air turns or gets into a low spot, there's inevitably spots that you're going to want to have cleaned out and and. I, I just noticed a big difference in, and I know lots of people notice a big difference in how often they have to change the filter once they have their ductwork clean. What are we talking? A couple hundred bucks here? It's not a very expensive thing for for higher air quality in your house. Well, especially like you at that time, if you have, uh, you know, remodeling going on, there's a lot of dust raised, or you know, uh, then you do it after that. But uh, I can see that for sure. All right. Let's see. Another text. Then we're going to try to get back to the phones here in a moment, too. Do-do-do. All right. Would you recommend spray foam insulation on basement walls between studs or use, quote, pink insulation? I would, uh, I, if money's no object, spray foam is always the better, better bet. Yeah. It really does such a great job. It does. Now, it's, let's it's, see. That's tough. Uh, I'm looking for a kind of bunch of text messages here. Um, Do you guys, meaning Linda's, have an infrared scanner to check for heat loss in a home, walls, ceiling? And we just kind of talked about that. But what? Maybe you should go back and explain what what do you guys use for a blower door test? How do you set that up? 
Well, the, the bore door is going to be set up on, the, on an exterior door. And what this does is it accentuates the pressure in the house. So any air infiltration problems that you do have, it makes them worse. So it really shows you where the problems are. It highlights the issues that the house has. So when you use your infrared imaging, you can see the difference in, in thermals on the wall. So in normal, you know, you, you're looking at the interior of the wall, and you can do this with a, we have a, a laser temperature reader that we use as well. In fact, I got one in my office here, and I know that my wall is about one degree warmer than the, the season guard window pane, which is actually really good. But we'll, we'll go around and take, take temperature readings, but you'll notice once that blower door goes, the, the the spots that you have air infiltration, you'll see if you've got the infrared imaging set up on the wall while you start the blower door, you'll see these blue veins or streaks start to come down from the ceiling down the wall. And and, and that is usually a problem with got electrical dumps or some type of air infiltration going up in the attic. You're getting the stack effect happening in your wall, and it's usually something that we can address pretty easily. All right. Andy, we've got less than two minutes to go, but I want to get Barb in Princeton's phone call. And maybe we can get a quick answer here. Barb, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Hi. Um, I'm thinking about taking carpeting out of my bedroom and putting uh, flooring in, and I'm wondering uh, if pergo or bamboo would be better. I've got four small dogs, and I don't want something to scratch. What well, do you think, Andy? Pergo is very durable, but uh, bamboo, I don't know which one is more durable than the other, but I can tell you this. Um, the bamboo floors that we've done, and the one I have in my own home, it's the most durable floor I've ever been on. And, and like I said, we're uh, we we that main level gets used a lot, and there's lots of animals and and people coming and going. And and uh, as much as I preach to my children about taking their shoes off, that doesn't always happen. Hmm. And it looks like the day we installed it. It I forget how many more. It's it's like ten or a thousand times stronger than oak or something something along those lines. Wow. It, uh, it it's crazy. It is a very very durable product, and when you hold it for the first time, and you know, my my bamboo floor is about an inch thick, and cutting it and drilling into it and everything is harder. It's just a very very strong wood. Andy, we are just about out of time, and I know uh, quickly maybe you could talk about the the specials going on with uh, Linda's Construction right now. Free installation on Season Guard windows and the Infinity window by Marvin. That, uh, you know, we're getting more and more customers choosing that window. Like I said, that dark stained one that we put in this week turned out awesome, and we hope to have that and our, our great room remodel up on a blog this week for everybody to look at. Well, I'll tell you what, as we head out of here and make way for the real estate guys uh, next hour here from the Cambria Gallery, we hope to see you next week when the parking probably be a little easier. Yes, and not $100. <laughs> That's right. All right, Andy. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks very Andy. much. We'll see you next week. Andy Lindis. Take care. Bye-bye. Lindis Construction. You want to get a hold of those folks? Easiest number to remember, 1-800-LEAFGUARD.